Hey everyone, this is Ramey from the Run Deeper podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. This podcast helps you learn how to deepen your health, your flow, and your soul. Let's run deeper together. Hey everybody, today we're going to be talking about how you can build your inner strength. And that's important because I don't think anybody wants to be walking around feeling down all the time or feeling stressed or anxious. And as we navigate this COVID-19 situation, I really want to make sure everybody has the tools and the skills to get through it through starting internally and building some inner strength. So today we're going to talk about how to do that, why it's important in order to Make sure we're building those internal muscles just like we build up our external muscles. So if you haven't yet today, take a few breaths, breathe in and breathe out. I'm sure you might be multitasking either way. It's totally worth it. Reset your brain. And if you want to move around a little bit, I find that it helps refresh my brain and my my heart a little bit. Um And if you really are feeling uh, good today, write down a few emotions you're feeling. I think that's always important to do when you start something like this and start doing inner work. Um, I'll share with you. I'm really excited to share this information with you. And I really hope it benefits you in the way that it's uh, benefited me. So what is inner strength? I actually think language is so important. Um, How we speak, the words that we use are so important. So let's go over the definition. Inner strength is the integrity of character, the resoluteness of will, mental resistance to doubt or discouragement. And my favorite is the Italian. It's forza interior or inner force. I love the way that Italians say this and the language they use because it means inner force, this force of power within you. And I don't always think we feel that way about how strong we can be internally. We think about how muscles make us strong, lifting weights, eating right, but we don't always think about our soul and our heart and what makes us who we are as a person. Psychology Today has a great article um, on inner strengths and what they are. So feel free to reach out to me with that link. But they say inner strengths are the supplies you've got in your pack as you make your way down the twisting and often hard road of life. They include a positive mood, common sense, integrity, inner peace, determination, and a warm heart. Inner strengths are fundamental to a happy, productive, and loving life. On average, about a third of a person's strengths are innate, built into his or her genetically based temperament, talents, mood, personality. The other two thirds are developed over time. You get them by growing them. That to me is telling me we need to do more work in this space. Because two-thirds of who we are can be developed through us that's outside our genetic makeup. So the work that we're doing today is really building up all those skills to put in your backpack so you can send you on your backpacking trip feeling very happy and strong. So what I want to focus on today 
is part of the inner strength definition is character, the integrity of character, right? So character um, is the mental and moral beliefs and qualities distinctive to an individual, the distinctive nature of something or the quality of being individual in an interesting or unusual way. Strength and originality in a person's nature. So this is what makes you stand out in society, what makes you different from everyone else and makes you proud of being different than, than someone else. We are all uniquely made in beautiful ways, but unfortunately, when we grow up, we're conditioned into the world based upon our gender and our environment. And eventually, this sometimes can make us unhappy because we may not want to conform or adapt into some of these environments and stereotypes. So that oftentimes causes a rub and, and makes us unhappy. Okay, so we are going to do an exercise on character. So if you have a chance, um, grab some paper and pencil. And if you don't, um, just note these on your phone or if you're driving, try to remember them. But in a few sentences, describe your character, your mental and moral qualities that are distinctive to you. And of course, you can pause it and do this, but I'm going to move forward. Um, after you do that, I want you to provide examples of when you demonstrated your best character in about a one to three sentence story. After you do that, the third step is to place yourself back in that story and write down how it makes you feel. So really visualize yourself back into that story and write down how you felt in that situation and how demonstrating or not demonstrating your character made you feel. And then the last step, the fourth step, is to draw that moment and draw what emotions come up. I find that drawing can really bring up emotions that we kind of have pushed down and pushed down over time. And this is all important work because a lot of times we don't slow down and really think about what we believe and what makes us us, um, who are we as people? What is our character? This is speaking to when you stood up for someone, when um, somebody was being mean to them, when you've asked a question in a group of people and you were nervous. Um, also, you know, when you said hi to somebody who looked unhappy or like they were having a bad day or emotional, um, and maybe you smiled at them and it made their day. So, when we don't do these things, when we see an opportunity for us to live out our character and we don't do it, that's when we need to assess why we didn't. So what we call this, um, I usually like to do a scale. So on a scale of one to 50, after you're done with this four-step exercise, where do you stand 50 being the absolute best, one being the worst, um, living your character, make sure you scale yourself when you do this, because, um, what we're going to call this is a character gap. 
So how can we fill this gap more of the time? We're not going to be perfect and we're not always up for being brave in every situation and really living our beliefs. But this exercise really helps you see where you're at and where you want to be and how to get there. So how do we fill our character gap more of the time? Brene Brown, many of you know who are probably listening to this, are likely Brene Brown lovers. But if you haven't read her books, um, highly suggest you read all of her books. She's amazing. She's done a lot of research on vulnerability and guilt and shame. And her first, uh, one of her first books, The Gifts of Imperfection, that she wrote is a very short book of how um, she did research on people who live wholehearted lives. Um, so they're, you know, our idea of success in life and they really live their beliefs and are happy people. Um, so the research that she did on these people who live this wholehearted life um, really revealed a lot of different things. But one thing that connects us back to what we're talking about today is building your character through assessing your own love, belonging, and authenticity towards yourself and others that matter to you is one of the things that really helped people live a wholehearted life. So what this is saying is love yourself, most importantly. Um, assess your own love for yourself. Assess your own belonging in the world and assess your own authenticity. This is how we build character. And it's for it's towards ourselves and it's also towards other people that matter to us the most. So these are the foundation, the building blocks of building up our character and really building the person that you want to be. This is exciting to me because I haven't seen a lot of things that really give you the tools and the skills to be able to do this. A lot of this work is um, kind of like an outer space. And I think a lot of people have tried to um, figure out how people can just be more aligned in their lives. But Brene Brown spells it out for you in a very simple way. Um, an example of this would be, you know, if I believed um, in supporting small businesses, but I kept buying from big box stores, um, that's not necessarily aligning with the beliefs that I've set for myself. So I'd want to assess that and say, you know what, I'm not showing myself and my community a lot of love right now. They matter to me. So maybe I'm going to adjust a little bit and start giving business towards some of these local boutiques, some of the local restaurants, and that's going to build up your character. It's going to build up who you are. One thing that's helped me over the years is keeping a character journal and really reflecting on um, how you're showing up with love, belonging, and authenticity. One way to do this, a specific journal method, is called DIG, and this is also Brene Brown's work. Um, it's D-I-G and the D stands for deliberate in your thoughts and behaviors through prayer, meditation, setting intentions. The I stands for inspire to make new and different choices. And the G stands for go, take action. I suggest journaling weekly, monthly, yearly. Some people do it daily. 
But if you're really trying to get better and aligning your character more to your actions and beliefs, um, this daily is definitely the way to do it. So just remember when you're journaling, dig. Deliberate in your thoughts and behaviors through prayer, meditation, and setting intentions. I, to inspire, to make new and different choices. And G, to go, take action, get it done. So why is any of this important? Why are we talking about this? And what does it have to do with the pandemic we're going through right now? This is because when our beliefs don't match our actions, we often experience negative emotions. So if I am not giving business towards the community, um, local businesses that I believe in and that I'm friends with, that's going to make me feel a lot of guilt and shame um, and frankly, sadness, because I like to support my local businesses. So maybe some of the big box stores have some more of the stuff in brands that I like, but I make sacrifices in order for me to support the people I want to support in my local community. So there's a lot of things that are bigger than that in life that uh, come up with these negative emotions if we're not living out our true belief system. It causes guilt and shame and sadness, frustration, fear, and doubt, which can then lead to depression, long-lasting unhappiness, and incongruent living. So um, congruent living is when you're in alignment, when everything lines up and you're, you're feeling very wholehearted, you're feeling very happy. Um, incongruent living is when you're feeling that tension. And you've got that character gap. So we want to fill that more often. So we can then feel like we are living our best life. A lot of times what happens when we're not living um, a congruent life is um, we are pleasing, performing, and perfecting. And this is another Brene Brown um, theory where the way that we show up in our relationships is a direct reflection of how we're feeling inside. Um, so if we're not driving that love and belonging and authenticity towards ourselves and others, as I originally mentioned, which builds up that character, then a lot of times what happens is we try to please others. We try to perform perfectly and we just try to be perfect. This shows up in our relationships, in our friendships, um, if there's a big change in our life, if there's a trauma, if there's a pandemic um, in a crisis situation, when we lose people we love. Um, and this is when it's really exaggerated. So really want you to kind of stop and pay attention to when you're feeling that tension and make sure to note it somewhere and then come back to it and reflect a little bit on how you can maybe make some different decisions. I'm going to read the morning poem by Mary Oliver. And I believe that poems also bring up a lot of feelings and thoughts that we may have buried. And this one is one of my favorites by her. Every morning the world is created. Under the orange sticks of the sun, the heaped ashes of the night turn into leaves again and fasten themselves to the high branches, and the ponds appear like black cloth 
on which are painted islands of summer lilies. If it is your nature to be happy, you will swim away along the soft trails for hours, your imagination a lightning everywhere. And if your spirit carries within it the thorn that is heavier than lead, if it's all you can do to keep on trudging, there is still somewhere deep within you. A beast shouting that the earth is exactly what it wanted. Each pond with its blazing lilies is a prayer heard and answered lavishly. Every morning, whether or not you have ever dared to be happy, whether or not you have ever dared to pray. Isn't that poem beautiful? I just love Mary Oliver. This poem... The interpretation that I have from it is every morning, every moment, we have the choice to make different decisions. And whether or not we know it or not, these decisions are happening subconsciously. So it's important to be intentional about what's going on internally with yourself so that you can then live out these beliefs that you actually believe instead of projecting onto the world and other people that we love, things that aren't necessarily aligning to who we are as people. So I think this is a beautiful way to say that we have the opportunity to regrow ourselves just like nature does every single day, every morning, every evening, and every moment. So I encourage you and I challenge you to not be a bystander in your life, but really take the power back and start making these changes so that um, if you're suffering from any negative emotions, that maybe this can help you get through those and really do the deeper internal work instead of um, having, you know, more surface um, solutions, which is a lot of times what we go to when we want a quick fix. Another way we can surpass our character gap a little bit more and live our belief systems more and more in our life is through establishing boundaries. Um, Boundaries, I really think, are important to talk about when we're talking about character because um, they help us and guide us in our lives, stay true to who we are, and say no to things that don't serve us. So I wanted to go over the definition of exactly what a boundary is and how to actually make boundaries in your life. So boundaries are described as trying harder, pleasing, and taking responsibilities for responsibility for others. Um, and this does not make our life better when we try to do this. And in fact, it can make it worse sometimes. So um, boundaries are kind of like a property line. Their purpose is to help us know what we're responsible for and what we're not responsible for. The functions of a boundary are to act as an alarm system, help us to, to withdraw and protect our freedom. So if someone makes an offensive comment, in a conversation you're in. Um, It's happened to me before many times. Um, What do you do? And make sure you think about this ahead of time so you know your boundaries and you know how to stand up for what you believe in. Or sometimes you just may want to walk away. 
Um, examples of different types of boundaries include physical boundaries, um, geographical boundaries, um, distance, time, emotional distance, and other people. So there's a lot of different types of boundaries that we use in order to make sure we're staying true to who we are. And how we discover this is through that dig method of journaling. Um, part of that is really figuring out where those tensions are in our lives and how we can then draw some of these types of boundaries um, to stay true to who we are. Um, and how do we actually do this? Um, many different times in my life I've had to pause and think about, do I want to make a boundary? Do I need to respect someone else's boundary? And I've had to say no to a lot of things that in the past I, I would say yes to, career opportunities, um, opportunities to hang out with people. Uh, but I just knew I needed to take care of myself and have some self-care time. And to give authentically, this is a huge one, especially for women. Um, we want to help every single person. And that person isn't always, for one, wanting help. <laughs> and two, um, is it true to who you are to give in the way that you're you're giving to that person. It may not be, and that's okay. And sometimes you can refer this person to get help somewhere else because we're not going to be able to uh, please everybody and perform for everybody and perfect for everybody, right? So we have to be able to say no and catch ourselves when we're starting to give resentfully. And we all have done it. We've all been there. That is not where we want to be. That's not being our true selves. That's not living our belief system and being authentic to ourselves. And frankly, that's not really being loving because you're just doing it because you think you should do it. So really make sure you're not living your life in the should zone where you're like, I should do this. I feel bad for not doing this. It's okay to say no. And you will make people mad but we have to be true to who we are as people. So I really want to challenge you here on this one. It's a hard one. It takes a long time to figure out, dig deep, reflect weekly, monthly, yearly on where you're feeling that tension, where that incongruency is in your life and get those internal muscles stronger through establishing boundaries, through this dig journal method and through establishing your character gap. And please, please know that um, all these things we all have trouble with. Um, really notice where you're pleasing, performing, and perfecting in your life as well, because that's a big one for me. I love to please people, and saying no for many, many years was really hard for me. But now I just pause for a second. I really think about, is this something I want to do? Is this true to who I am? And I'll say no if it's not. So another exercise I want you to do, um, again, if you are in the car or if you want to hit pause at any point, that's okay. Um, just make sure to make note of this. But four-step exercise, again, um, I want you to write down the last time you gave inauthentically. So this is if you gave to someone, maybe in your family or in your friend group or at work. And you were really resentful about it. 
you really didn't want to do it, but you felt like you should do it. I want you to write that down. And then after that, the second step is how did it make you feel? And I really want you to sit with this for a few minutes, as long as it takes for you to put yourself back in that situation and really remember these feelings. And the third is what boundaries are healthy for you in this situation? How could you have given authentically in this situation? What boundaries would be needed for you to give in a more authentic way? And step four is what boundaries do you need to respect yourself? Did you not respect someone else's boundary in this situation? And were your boundaries respected? in this particular situation. I challenge you here after this exercise to set one boundary with one person and also set one boundary of respecting one person as well. Um, a, lot, a lot of times we'll ask for uh, people to respect ours, but we forget we also have to respect other people's boundaries and that's totally fine to ask them if they have a boundary and if you're crossing it. Um, I found that people are much more open about that than you think. So especially people you love. So that is my challenge to you. And as we're wrapping up this topic, I really want you to also think about or write down or take note of the feelings you're feeling right now. Um, we started this workshop. I was excited about it. And um, I'm ending it with a lot of peace, knowing that I'm teaching this material to everyone here who's listening. And I genuinely hope it helps each and every one of you, because it certainly has helped me in my life in really beautiful ways. And I feel like I'm more congruent now than I've ever been in each year and each day and moment gets more and more um, wonderful and beautiful and authentic for me. Um, if you want more one-on-one -on -one coaching, feel free to reach out to me on my website and fill out the worksheet um, at rundeep.info, and that's R-U-N-D-E-E-P dot I-N-F-O. I do workshops, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions, and I do a lot more stuff to help um, really build these internal muscles, help you manage your time, um, and I manage, I also do some other topics that are super important in life too. But those are my top ones that I'm focusing on right now. And I hope you enjoyed this. I know I did. Um, until next time, have a wonderful day and stay healthy and safe. See you later. That's it for this podcast, but I can't wait to see you back here really soon.